0: Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to the show that helps leaders change the way they lead. I'm Andy Peck. In the past on the Leadership File, we've looked at dealing with loss, coping with change and persisting in the face of challenges. We've also looked at the challenge of communicating the gospel in the 21st century but we've never covered all these themes in one show. Until now. My guest today is Nick Pollard. So to explain the context of our conversation, this is going to be a longer introduction than normal. Nick and his wife Carol have been in Christian ministry for 35 years, working across the country. Nick and Carol began their ministry with young people, sixth form students and university students, as well as events-based missions. In particular, work in schools led to development of a pioneering approach with six Form Colleges in Hampshire, focused on the reading of Mark's Gospel and engaging with issues and questions arising. In 2000, Nick and Carol founded the Damaris Trust. This was a name that came to Nick when he was reading Acts 17. Damaris was a woman who responded to the Apostle Paul's message on Mars Hill. Nick and Carol built the Damaris Trust around three key principles. Number one, cultural engagement using the latest feature films to stimulate people to think about big questions. Number two, critical thinking through dialogue and serious engagement with issues. And three, biblical literacy, encouraging people to read the Bible for themselves. Damaris grew into a major national organization with a large schools ministry and partnerships with the film industry to create outreach resources to reach people of all ages through a wide range of community groups. But in 2015 things suddenly changed. Through the influence of one particular trustee a greater emphasis was placed on cash flow projections than on a faith in God's provision of resources. One day, although there was enough cash in the bank to meet current bills, the trustees consulted a liquidator because they were uncertain about the ongoing financial provision. This person did not share Nick and Carol's faith in God's provision and advised the trustees to close the trust with immediate effect which they did. Nick and Carol responded by saying that they would personally buy back the assets of Damaris, put them into a new charity that they would found and continue their ministry of 35 years. However, a for-profit company outbid Nick and Carol bought the assets of Damaris over their heads and took Damaris in their own direction. That was a year ago. Until now, Nick has not spoken about this publicly, but he has today agreed to be my guest on Leadership File to share some of the lessons he's gleaned from such a painful experience, and to celebrate what God has done since then, enabling him and Carol to continue to help thousands to read and hear the gospel,
1: many for the first uh, time.
0: So, Nick, welcome to the Leadership Farm. Thank you,
1: Andy. It's good to be here with you.
0: Um, I mean, we'll come to the lessons you've learned and and, and unpack some of the the, the tough times shortly. But it seems to me, in in this very brief outline of your ministry, that innovative evangelism has been a, a key theme.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Evangelism always. I'm passionate about the gospel. Uh, Since I I became a Christian when I was 15, um, after a process of searching and questioning, looking for truth. But then when I came into a relationship with Jesus, I realized this is fantastic. The gospel is absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, But of course, what one needs to do is find ways to interest people who are not interested. And so we, uh, my wife and I worked on all sorts of different creative initiatives um, to engage people. My wife, Carol, is wonderfully creative. Uh, we're creative in different ways. She's more artistic. I'm more intellectual. She's more visual. I'm more conceptual. But we work as a team and um, have uh, done lots of different initiatives, yes, to interest people who are not interested in sure. the gospel. Uh,
0: is, is it? Is it a bit like asking what's your favourite? it child is, to ask whether there were particular initiatives and approaches that have, have given particular pleasure looking back?
1: Um, yes, I so many. Um, I think leading Damaris was fantastic, writing high-quality outreach resources commissioned by Disney, Paramount, Fox, the main studios, who commissioned us to create these high-quality outreach resources. Being a university missioner, um, doing uh, debates on campus with atheist uh, lecturers uh, in a bear-pit kind of situation situation with questions from the from the floor. Um, th- that was great. But I think if I was to select one, most of all, um, our seven years in the late 80s and early 90s, which is when I first met you, Andy. Did, yes. <laughs> we're yes. getting old. Um, when Carol and I were chaplains to the six-form colleges of Hampshire, there were 15 six-form colleges, and we did a question mark week uh, in each college Uh, every two years. So every student who went through sixth form in Hampshire had an opportunity to ask questions around uh, the Gospel of Mark and what's been particularly exciting is meeting people who came to faith in that time I was just traveling on a train recently guy opposite me he said you're Nick Pollard don't you I said, "Yes, I am. <laughs> he said you came to such and such a college back in the 1990s or whatever it was and he said I came along it raised loads of questions I didn't become a Christian then but I kept on thinking and questioning and then a few years later I came to faith and I'm now a Baptist pastor That's no wonderful. <laughs> so just meeting people like that yeah. where uh, that first stage mm. of just beginning to interest interest them in asking spiritual questions mm. and beginning to look at the gospel um, uh, has borne fruit and it's marvelous to uh, to see that sure well
0: we we celebrate all, all that good stuff we're also going to be talking in this conversation about the, the, the tougher things you've been through um, I mean it's not appropriate to focus in detail on the events leading to the closure of the DeMaris Trust and the sale of its assets to a for-profit company but essentially you have a situation where the trustees did not see eye to eye with you the founder.
1: Yes for 30 years we had trustees who stood with us and trusted God to meet all the needs of the ministry. Uh, we followed the words of the great 19th century uh, missionary Hudson Taylor who said God's work done in God's way will never lack God's God's supply. And so we had very, very tough times financially, but the trustees always stood with us on it. A few years ago a new trustee joined the board with a different view, a focus more on, on cash flow forecasts. And I have to say, I think there is some value in cash flow forecasts for businesses, particularly if you've got a predictable income. Um, for businesses without a predictable income, of course, they're again more speculative, and the only thing you can say about a cash flow forecast is it's always wrong. It's never... <laughs> It's never right. Um, but for a faith ministry where you're depending upon God to provide, and God provides in remarkable ways, then I think the uh, the emphasis on cash flow forecasts was... Um, uh, was inappropriate. Now, I have to say, I went along with it, I, as did the other trustees, and we and we started becoming very focused on that. But since then and what's happened, I, I think to myself, did did Abraham have a cash flow forecast when he set out in obedience to God's call or Moses or Gideon or Paul or Barnabas? Do any of the epistles to the early church leaders tell the leaders, you must have a cash flow forecast? And the great missionaries of William Carey, George Muller, Amy Carmichael, Jim Elliot, Jim what they did was they were just obedient to god's call and had faith that he would provide and for for 30 years we had that but it all changed emphasis in the last few years okay. uh, and and so i mean there be many listening who head up charities
0: uh structured with trustees a classic sense who may have a form of of budgeting. What are you saying to those, those four? From, well, from your experience? Well, I
1: think budgeting is good. Financial control is really important. Mm. Knowing exactly what the money is uh, and knowing exactly where you are. Um, and we always had that. Um, uh, knowing, uh, making sure that you're very business like in terms of high quality resources. I mean, we were creating resources under contract from Disney and Fox and Paramount. They had to be absolute high quality delivered on budget, on target, on, on time. So so being business-like is not the issue. The issue is where your confidence is, where your where your trust is. If you're looking at it, saying, "Well, we don't know where this money is going to come from in the next six months," which is what happened. Uh, there were all sorts of changes as Damaris was growing, and uh, the trustees uh, came to the view of saying, "Well, look, we don't know where this money is going to come from in the next six months," and um, so they consulted a uh, uh, a um, liquidation. Uh, company uh, who also because they didn't share our, they weren't even Christians they didn't share share our faith um, and for the life of me I still don't know why the trustees didn't go to our auditors who knew the organization and, and who were uh, uh, and were Christians or at least the charity Commission but but went to the uh, went to the liquidator who said well what's all this predicted income from donations how certain are these donations you <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> understand you know we're, they, they never have been Certain over thirty-five years of ministry, it's not not being. That's certain. the nature of the beast, isn't it? It, it is, is, it is, and even the contracts from the film companies. How certain are these contracts from the film companies? Well, you the way it works, you may not know till the night before you sign the contract that you're actually definitely uh, going to um, going to get that. Um, so, I think the the most important thing is to um, make sure that you have a board who always uh, are actually singing off the same song sheet in terms of not only what the vision for the organization is but our understanding of how god will provide uh for it and it was Devastating, I have to say, uh, when in a a 30-minute telephone conference call, they voted to hand over uh, the Damaris Trust over to the liquidators. All the cash that was in the bank, there was a lot of cash in the bank. We were paying all the salaries and bills the next morning. They never got paid. That all went over to the liquidator. And now a year later, I I still have no report from the liquidator. I don't know what's happened to that money. I don't know what's happened to anything. Um, I don't know. Well. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine what it must have been like to have your ministry sold out from under you. Um,
0: as an outsider, it's it's sad to hear things. I, I, it, might there be a room for mediation at some point? Is it too raw at the moment? I mean, because at the end of the day, you've got people who
1: you know, not so much fell out, but had a, you know, you have a disagreement yeah. of way ahead. And it's yeah. sad, sad as an outsider. Again. Oh, it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure we've fallen out. I mean, I am still in touch with, mm. with all of the trustees okay. except this particular one who okay. drove this, uh, who's never answered my emails. I haven't seen him since or heard from him since that day. Okay. All I know yes. is that um, I've been silent on this for a year because I didn't think it was appropriate to talk publicly about it. Mm. But he went into print uh, with an article uh advocating his particular perspective and 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 a veiled thinly veiled criticism Mm. of me and criticizing hudson taylor's uh um um, uh adage and um so uh no problem with 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 the trustees the new owners of damaris that's harder it is tough it Mm. having a baby that you have birthed and mm. grown and developed over 15 years taken away is hard. Seeing what they're doing to it now, it feels like this baby is having the heart torn out of okay. it. And yeah. so, so that that I find really, really difficult. I can't imagine um, where forgiveness is uh really important and i think carol mm. and i have come to a point of saying you know forgiveness also recognizing our own complicity mm. because yes we did things that we would have done differently mm. um and i have to say in many ways we are in god's goodness in a better position now because we have a smaller team of people who are really committed to the vision uh and, and the ministry and not just the paycheck and so uh you know, we are in a good position. So we have to recognise. Well, we were. You know, we we did things wrong. I were the things that we would do differently uh, again. And I've sought God's forgiveness for that, as indeed um, I uh, forgive those uh, in that in that situation.
0: Well, that's, that's that's good to hear. Well, you're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Nick Pollard. Uh, we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadship File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Nick Pollard. Uh, we're talking uh, about some of the challenges he's faced uh, with him and his carol who'd set up a, a trust that, um, uh, you know, the, the story of which many of you listening will will be a bit aghast about. Uh, we're going to focus a little bit on that going forward in the in the interview, but also look at some of the lessons that uh, Nick has uh, has discovered um and maybe we could go to that and now nick i mean you want to be positive in this conversation it's a, a sad sad backdrop but what are the things that you would say uh, you know you've learned f- from a leadership angle um through the the, the traumas of the last uh, year uh, or two
1: i remember a teacher saying uh, once about um you've learned a lesson but now you've got to do the exercises. And actually now I'm close to 60, I'm 59 and three quarters. It's a long time since three quarters figured in my (laughs) age. But, um, and I look back and I think, what have I learned over this last year? Well, actually I haven't learned anything new, but I have done the exercises on it. I have understood it more. Uh, One thing particularly, the importance of integrity um that I've always stressed with all my team for all these years integrity matching up how you're living with uh with what you're saying so if you're talking about faith you have to live a life of faith if I as an evangelist I'm calling people to place their faith in God then I also have to place my faith in God and um for years that was how our ministry was was, was based mm. so you know, recognizing what happens when you lose somehow that faith that God will provide—we don't know how, but God will provide. Um, then you get a lack of integrity. You get a—you get some mm. um, a cognitive dissonance, uh, as uh, psychologists would would call it. Um, and and related to that, the importance that ministry is not business. We need to be businesslike. We need to be professional. Um, but it's it's not about having. A kind of a confidence in uh, in cash flow forecasts, and that I can predict where the money's going to come, but a confidence in God that He will provide, hmm. even when we don't know. Our job is to do the mission that God has called us to, and to trust Him that He will uh, He will provide. Hmm. Okay. Um, you had thirty-five years in Christian ministry.
0: The De Trust is closed, and you know you you might have thought, well, Eric, hang on. Let's go and do something completely different. I mean, you know, it was a well, wounding we did, time. It, you know. it was
1: very wounding, I have to say. When the, the morning when we should have been paying everyone's salaries and and all the bills, um, and I have to say, in in all my years of ministry, I've mm. never not paid anybody. We've always paid everybody, and we um, and to actually realise that now, because all that cash that was in the bank was going over to the liquidators they were not going to get paid and people didn't get their salaries. That was really, really hard. It was really hard. I contacted all the people who were owed money and and explained as best I could. I didn't really understand it uh, at that point. Um, to be told uh, by the liquidators that we were now nothing to do with Damaris. And I, and I said to them, look, I have, over 35 years of ministry, I've built up a list of prayer supporters, people who pray for me every day, of 8,000 prayer supporters. Uh, I'd like to email them and tell them what's happened. And the liquidator said, you can't. You are now nothing to do with this. You cannot. You have to leave the building and hand in your keys. Pleasure. And still to this day we haven't been able to contact them because the new owners of Damaris say they now own that list. They own that, that prayer list. It's, it's like a business transaction in yeah, that sense. Yeah, because, and that's the problem. You see, if you look at that through that history, what happened was it was a ministry that then became sort of viewed as a business, was then put into a business liquidation, and then the assets were sold in a business Plan, and then the new owners, who are a for-profit business, they see that as an asset. So, so they wouldn't let us have it. In fact, they 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 hired lawyers to send us threatening letters, warning us uh, of um, unspecified uh, damages through legal action, which I personally would face if I dared to use any backup copy of my prayer list that I may have. Okay. So, I've got all those thousands of people who were praying for me every day, who now, as far as they're many of them concerned, I've disappeared off the face of the earth. And it was very, very hard. But my wife and I, we we said, look, you know, serving God is about suffering. As someone said to us uh, very soon afterwards, you know, don't get too upset about how you're facing what the problems you're going through because they crucified Jesus for goodness sake and, and you put it actually <laughs> well, in context okay. <laughs> and you read 2 Corinthians 6 of what Paul went through mm. um, and you so we, we say well Lord God will you please pick us up enable us to start again our ministry continues the same we still have that same commitment to cultural engagement to serious intellectual question critical thinking and then to biblical literacy and so let's continue that Um, and so we came up with the brand name of ethos and we said well let's develop continue our ministry as as ethos and a lot of the uh, former team came with us we were then contacted by the new owners who said that they would like to give us the school's resources they had uh, closed down the school's websites our assembly resources our re lessons and they said they'd like to give it to us free and that was a that was a a real blessing but at the same time they said you need to sign this agreement that limits what you say about us and what you say about the process by which we took it over. Well, we we did that. In the event, actually, they never actually gave us all of the school's resources. Uh, they gave us some of the original author's files, and they gave us the brand name and the web address. So we've spent a year as ethoseducation.org taking those original author's files of the RE lessons and assemblies um, and uh re-editing them, republishing them. And uh, we were delighted uh, that Easter this year, uh, we have relaunched uh, all of those schools' resources. And crucially, Andy, we've made them free. Before, under Damaris as part of this whole kind of business Thing. Uh, they were, um, schools had to subscribe. They had to pay £150 a year to get access to our RE lessons and assemblies. We decided, look, if we're going to trust God, we're going to trust Him to provide. We're going to actually give away, make these free. Um, and in the past, uh, we had 10% of UK schools subscribing to our resources, which was fantastic. One in 10 schools were using our resources for their RE uh, um, RE lessons and assemblies. But now we've got the capacity for every single school. Every school can actually use these uh, resources. Um, We are trusting God to provide. We haven't got a donor list. We haven't got a, um, uh, we've got some friends that we've kept in touch with, uh, of course, but we need to build. That donor list. We need to trust God that He will bring to us the people who will say, "Actually, yes, I believe uh, in what you're doing." Um, But crucially, what we're doing is we're saying ethoseducation.org. There are free resources uh, out there. We give them away free. We trust God to provide our needs.
0: So, so if you're an RE listen, less uh, sorry, RE listener.
1: (laughs) If you're an RE teacher. RE teacher. Yeah then you could go on. What we published is new RE lessons tied into the school curriculum, the GCSE curriculum, but suitable also for non-examined RE, and indeed for um, years, uh, well, for Key Stage 3. New RE lessons, uh, every term based upon the films that are coming out on DVD. So as a film comes out on DVD, here's a lesson Based on that, okay. um, and what it does is it engages the students in thinking. Oh, Harry is interesting. I can I can understand it in relation to this film. So we start with a the film, then there's the IRE material, and always drawing people into the biblical text. Same with assemblies. Assemblies based on a latest film that's just come out on DVD, interesting stuff, raising questions, activities, sort of fun things you have in assemblies, but always drawing people into the biblical text. So you've always got that same three parts of our ministry. You've got cultural engagement, you've got critical thinking skills, and you've got biblical literacy. Wonderful. Um,
0: and. You uh, Previously, you'd had connections with Disney and Paramount and others. Uh, is there any possibility of connecting
1: again? Well, um, interestingly, of course, they know Carol and myself. But of course, what we've got now is this new company running Damaris Media, as they're as they're calling it, And particularly when they sent us these threatening letters from their solicitors. Um, we thought, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do about that? That was that was quite rocking, I have to say. Um, um because we you know in a sense we lost our ministry that we built up over all these years what else were we going to lose with some some legal action on this so we've kind of held back from doing the film stuff um as we've built the schools stuff at ethoseducation.org but i have to say film companies still know us i had an email from disney this morning uh and so you know we will be uh increasingly doing more and more film stuff but we'll be doing it differently from how the new owners of the Maris are using the same model that Carol and I developed 10 years ago, whereas culture's changed. Things have moved on, the way in which things uh, uh, go and m- move on. And if people go to ethoseducation.org, they'll see a new resource that we're just launching for six form tutor time. It's called takeone.tv. And these are uh, one to two minute short discussion starter videos with a set of uh, supplementary questions for teachers for there are 400,000 sixth formers, that's 16 to 19 year olds, in schools across the country who have these 10-minute, 15-minute tutor times. And we have tested this pilot that we've done. We did it with uh, uh, film from Sony Pictures. And uh, we did a pilot. We've tested it. And the schools love it. And so we're looking to launch that. Now, again, we need to raise £10,000 just to start uh, that. Uh, We're sure that on an ongoing basis, the film companies will fund it. But, you know, again, we've got to trust God that he will provide and enable us to do that. Wonderful. Well,
0: Time's, time's finished uh, Nick but um, just to mention of course you write a, a blog for Premier on the online resource.
1: I do if you go to uh, the Premier Christianity blog uh, you will find that I'm writing uh, about once a month a, an article on a film uh, that's just coming out in the cinemas looking at the uh, the film and the ideas that are raised by it and gently leading people towards uh, what the Bible says about these issues.
0: Well it's exciting to, 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 to hear your your future projection sad sad about the past but thank you for sharing all the, that you have today
1: thank you Andy uh, you've
0: been listening to Leadership File with me Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Nick Pollard um, who's uh, with his wife Carol setting up our Ethos Education so do go to their website and find out more uh, do log on to Premier's own website and uh, you can listen to archived versions of Leadership File including this one in due course it's been good to have your company do uh, join us again next 3.30 for another Leadership File thanks for tuning in